Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, it's your favourite fact podcast, back once again, bringing you the noise of knowledge, and you decide whether it is worth saving or worth chucking in the bin. My name is Dan, thank you for being there, three on my end. All this stuff about Michael Jackson, also why it's cheaper to let guests drown, and fake funerals. Mark is here too. Uh, Today for you, a free gift that turned golden, an animation that will make you wonder. And it's another phrase, and it's another origin. Uh, Connor, I need, we need more jazz, we need vim and vigour, because I, I felt that Mark, Mark did not bring that. What have you got? Uh, we've got a fact to tell you about something on your body that you never knew about. We're going to talk about Henry Ford and something that Blue Skies can help you see. Good. It is all being covered. The full gamut of the internet is here for your ears for the next 40 minutes or so. Let's crack on. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. 
with added baking powder for free as a free promotion. Baking powder is more popular, so they then did baking powder. Wasn't popular enough, had to give away free gum to make people buy it. The gum became more popular, and they haven't changed since. So here's the question. Was chewing gum like a thing before this, or, or had they kind of discovered gum and thought, oh, we'll just give it away a little bit? I mean, it wasn't like as huge as it as it was, but it was a thing. Wrigley's didn't invent chewing gum themselves. Gum is an odd thing. Imagine the first person who kind of invented gum and thought, oh, here's a thing that you don't eat. You just chew when you've got a bit of nervous energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that chews gum for quite a long. My girlfriend is a nightmare for it. As soon as the flavour's gone, even the tiniest bit, she just bins it. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I'll, I'll go for a couple of hours just... Just chewing through. It's meant to help you concentrate, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. Oh, does like, it really? I don't know. Power is meant to. That's why like, Sir Alex Ferguson used to chew it, and a lot of sports people do. People I have little it, things. They like play. Like you, you actually, you do that, don't you? Like when you're working on something, you always like play with something as like a concentration thing. I find that with chewing gum. Yeah, if I'm true. working, I'll just chew it. Just kind of, I don't know. It's, it distracts your mind while you're still. I don't know. It's I good. think for yeah, football managers, it was it was an outlet for nervous energy. I think Big, big Sam Allardyce would always would absolutely cane <sighs> through it, and I think he always said it was just because it you know it gave him something to do. Do you remember Alex Ferguson always used to have that little like saliva white bit in the corner of his yeah. mouth, and I'd be like, mate, please just rub it. And a just, big and a big red whiskey nose. Yeah, big red whiskey nose. I think yeah. the man is quite litigious though, so maybe you should move off. I'm, Sir I'm, Alex Ferguson. I'm curious as to. I understand soap leading to maybe baking powder to encourage people to get, you know, within the brand and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But chewing gum then, was it a popular thing then, was it? Was it something that people were into? So chewing gum was kind of above baking powder back then? Yeah, so with every purchase of a can of baking powder, you would get two free packs of Wrigley's chewing gum. And right. they kept doing this and people were like, we, do, we, we just want the gum. Don't care about the baking powder, just give us the gum. But they didn't sell it separately, they just had it as a free gift. I always feel baking powder would have been more beneficial back then than some gum. When did they stop doing cleaning products slash baking powder? Um, Around about the 1930s. Big guess? No, because it was during William Wrigley Jr.'s time and he was the CEO until 1932. So... With gum, my main gum opinion... <laughs> lucky this fact ain't mine, mate. Thank you for I would have been like, yeah, probably like 1980s. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like <laughs> Thank you for that. My main gum opinion is thus. I really like the stripped gums you get. Say thus. But they... Here, I present to you my chewing gum opinion. Here we go. I really like the long strip gum, yeah. but they lose flavour too quickly. Mm. What I do like, you know, you buy the big pots for like two quid, yeah. shove them in your car in the cup holder... Just chomp through them three at a time. Like my teeth are glued together. I always I, used to swallow gum. My parents would never give me gum because every time they did, I just swallow it. I don't I, really know if I was doing that as a thing, as like a bit to be different. I don't know. So many stories in one, and I don't care about any of them. I've no. always uh, thought that bubble gum is useless because I don't actually think bubble gum is that nice. The texture is appalling after about ten minutes. It goes really hard, really hard. But it's to get the biggest bubble, isn't it? And also, what flavour is bubble gum? It's bubble gum flavours. What flavour is that? Yeah, I quite like... My favourite is the um, Hubba Bubba. So you don't like bubble gum, but you've got strong opinions. But that would be my favourite go-to, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The one in the little... If I'm going to have disc. one. Yeah. But what flavour is it? Well, this usually... I think the strawberry, I think. It's bubble gum flavour. I don't think yeah. you really get much of the old school bubblegum flavours, though. A lot of it is all oh, an apple Hubba Bubba or should strawberry we, bubble gum. Or... Uh, should we start a bubblegum podcast? You know, people do podcasts about everything. No. UFC, so we, we just, just blow we just, bubbles. We just chat about it all the time. I mean, that's yeah. what this is becoming. Count me out. Well, you're the one that brought it to the table. Yeah, and then you two ran off like this. If I'd have known that, I'd have left oh, it home. Sorry, we're trying to do something from your amazing fact of Wrigley's gave away bubblegum <laughs> chewing gum for free. Favourite one is Spearmint. Spearmint? Mm. 
favourite wrigleys. Say that word again. Spearmint. 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 Oh, it's just fun. It's I always like it when I hear a word that I you know never really considered the pronunciation. Someone says it differently. I'm not doing it to take the piss. It was just funny that you said spearmint. 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 There we go. Well, thank you very much. Anytime. It's quite interesting, actually, that. Quite interesting. All jokes aside. Yeah. It is actually quite interesting. It is. You're right, Connor. It is. I like it. Connor, what's your first fact of the show? The space between your eyebrows is called the glabula. Too long a word for that. You're welcome. Too long a word for that. Glabula. Too long a word. And do you know the best bit about this fact? When I was reading it on Reddit and I found it, I thought, that's an absolute cork. I'll pocket that one underneath. It said, I'm going to tell my girlfriend to pick her glabula. Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. thanks. Got yeah. that. But the, the problem is, if you're saying that to your girlfriend, glabula sounds like something that could be. Yeah, but that's the best bit about in, it. In a, in a fanny. If you sit down and you go to your girlfriend, oh, you don't often need to shave your glabula and leave the room, she's going to be like, what's he talking yeah. What's Harry? It's, it's an odd relationship, that, isn't it? If you just walk into a room and say, oh, you need to shave your glabula, see you later. Am I going to do it tonight? Also, absolutely, right. you are. Rig- of course yeah. you are. Wrigley's gave away gum for free. Hey, no, there we go. Nice yeah. yeah, just another one of the nerdle type facts, this. You know, Connor's favourite type. Sure. Well, I'm fine with it. Did um, you know it? I did not. There we go. I, I, I'll ask a few questions that I don't anticipate an answer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why it's called a glabula? No idea. Nope. Do you know why some people's glabula are, is more spacious than others who might have what you call a monobrow? That's because you're more hairy. But no, but some, some people might, might not have hair, like a big head of hair, might not have big armpit hairs, but might just have a very excessive growth... In your glabula. Yeah, I think that's just to do with your hair forms, isn't it, surely? With, this is what I'm asking. Oh, yeah, no, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. If hair grows in a certain area, I'd assume that's because you're just a hairier type of person. Usually people that have got monobrows have probably got more facial hair on their, uh, more body on their, more hair on their body than most average people, there I would go, say. Got there. Would you not think? It's very rare that somebody's clean shaven, can't grow a beard, but it's not, such a not very quite, speci- quite like it's such hairless. A, it's such a very specific part of their body. And also, women who probably don't, you know, have massive moustaches and beards might still have a big old glabula. No, a small glabula. I've big I've, old unibrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've only ever met a couple of people with monobrows, and they're pretty f***ing hairy people. Like, it's very rare that that one that can't grow a beard has got a great big monobrow. And you've He's got usually think, got a pretty hairy back. And you've got to think, how many people have monobrows, but then, like, cut it? But how many have the potential for monobrow, but, like, tend to it? You've got yeah. to think about the decisions someone is making in their life to be able to have a monobrow and think, I ain't going to cut it. I'm going to rock this. I don't think they look good in any way. Apparently no, they were they once don't. fashion at one point. Women, you not seen it? No. Well, they free, the, free to Carlo, yeah. Yeah, they do like the facial thing with the monobrow, but not really my thing. What I mean is, yeah, why are you making that choice? Why are you not shaving it off? What, what, what statement do you think that's saying? I guess it's like a USP, isn't it? Do you not think? I think people like to do this thing. It's like a fa- fashion world, isn't it? People indulge in your, which I think is quite nice actually, but indulge in the things that aren't particularly... Social norms. Yeah. Shall we go it's over like, to? It's like when he had a mullet. Uh, yeah. Sh- sh- <laughs> you tell your mullet story. So you had a mullet, and I, we spent months saying, "Look, Connor, you know, live free, do what you want." But the mullet looks a bit ridiculous. And then you came in one day with the mullet shaved off. Why had you shaved it off? Because I, do you know, why I shaved the mullet off. I remember because I was the question. I was walking along uh, where I lived, and I saw people with mullets, and I thought, "You look like a trial." <laughs> and then I realised I had a mullet, so yeah, I got rid of the mullet. That's yeah. what we thought for months. But I enjoyed it. I, I like mullets. It's just. Yeah, you got to do these things in life. The, the, uh, at the time of recording, the guy who won the golf yesterday, mm. he had a big big old mullet. Big old mullet and a moustache. Big old mullet, not a glabula though. I'd tell you what we're going to do, Connor, because you're the type of person that brings quite a good fact but doesn't do any research. I'm going to pass over to Mark, who I assume has done more research than you in the time we've been chatting. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, so glabula comes from the Latin glabber, which means smooth and hairless. Great. So that's why it's called the glabula, because it's a smooth hairless bit between your forehead. G-L-A-B-U-L-A? 
E L L A. Oh, Glabella. Yeah. Oh, instead of the Glabula. Like, like Glabella. Like Grabella. Don't say do there's no R but, in it. With an L. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, so don't man. do the first, say the L. Glabella. Also, Is that how you also there's not two Bs. But other than all of those things, it's basically that. Are you going to go back tonight? Door swings open. Hey, he's just had a birthday. Oi, missus. Happy birthday. Also, shave your glabula. Yeah, because I think that'd be quite funny. Try it tonight. Because they're going to be sitting there going, what's this kid? Googling glabula. Yeah. Anyway. You can also use the glabula to uh, decide how dehydrated you are. What? Tell me more. Wikipedia. So, Wikipedia so basically, is the right glabula, now. let me take my glasses off so you this can see. This is in the in-medical science <laughs> section. So the skin yeah, of the glabula... Wait, which yeah, is, I figured out he was on Wikipedia. I didn't think he was just... This was in the top of his head. So I think the glabula is actually be below where a uniwear would be. So it'd be like kind of here, like the top bridge of your nose. Um, and no, if you... It's actually there. It is there. I've looked at that little diagram on the right there. It's actually there. Sort of in the eyebrow section there, you see? It's the bit which is slightly depressed. Yeah. That's me. So, as soon as you come down, it's that little bit between, no, before you know it starts going no out. Prospects. It's the bit which is slightly depressed. Anyway, so uh, if you pinch it, uh, when released, uh, dehydrated, if you are more dehydrated, yeah. then basically it would remain slightly pinched rather than going back straight away. Sure, that's called tenting when you've got an animal particularly a cat to find out if they're de- dehydrated you pinch and lift the top skin by their neck and if it snaps back enough water if yep. it's tenting no water do you want to know the best bit of that interchange mark took his glasses off and you know he just looks like completely different you know when you see someone every way all the time it's like in the episode of the simpsons where homer simpson shaves his beard and just looks like a completely different human that's what it was i mean homer's not a human to start with in the, in the show, it is. What do you do when your cat wants more water then? <laughs> or really, needs it? It's really tough because she eats dry food, so we can't really give her water that way. Uh, and cats, so you just sort of push well, her head in the bowl. Well, they don't do it. You know, like dogs. Yeah. If they're thirsty, they'll drink, and you can kind of coax it. Cats don't do that. So what do we do then? So apparently, there's a few dehydrated cats running around the world. It's really tricky. How do you do it? Well, just I, to- you can put a little bit of water on their dry food. You can what you know. It's not just a chewing gum podcast and a bubble gum podcast. It's also how to get your cat to drink. You put loads of little bowls around because they're quite opportunistic. So they won't like go. It's just, oh, if there's a bit of water there, like there is in the desert, maybe they'll lap it up. They're bloody hard work, cats. Bloody hard work, yeah. And they go outside, get it by a car and it's just all like, what's the point? Well, mine's not doing that. And it's a problem at the moment because we live in a a very small one bedroom flat. The cat likes to escape. So all the windows are closed and it's really hot. My first fact comes with a question. Why do you think Michael Jackson wore white socks? Because it went well with the black and it went well with the black trousers. No. Iconic. No. Because he was paid to. I no. really, really bloody hope that the answer that you give is good. Well, it's, it's just mildly interesting. I'm really, I'm really interested. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson wore white socks and white tape on his fingers so people from far away at his gigs could see his feet while he was dancing. So when he was doing the moonwalk, it was so they could see it happening before massive screens were there. To highlight what was going on. So you watch it. So imagine a darkened stage, all you can see are these shaman white feet sliding backwards. Is he going forwards? But he's moving backwards, that's why. Anything to do with the glove too there, maybe a little bit? Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, probably. Diamond glove. See that, didn't you? Yeah, that's exactly why. Lighting plays a part, maybe too? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was what. What other iconic looks are there from famous people that you enjoy Connor you enjoy the Gallagher Brothers iconic look don't you a bit of Liam's uh, yeah, hair I, I think Liam I, I think probably one well two most iconic is Jagger and Bowie aren't they 
I would say. Got the, you know, Prince as well. Yeah, well, Bowie changed looks quite a lot, didn't he? Queen. But I think, like, current day, Harry Styles, quite unique in his own way. Yeah. He's got a bit of a vibe going on there. You love him. But Absolutely his, love him. His kind of vibe is what can I do to be, like, a bit like a bit boundary pushing and different, isn't it, really? Oh, you see, this is the thing, isn't it? We live in a world where that would be the answer to the guy that wears a dress. No, I think he just wants to rock it. He doesn't have to push any boundaries. He just enjoys it. I don't know. I love Harry Styles as well, but I'm... I'm I wonder, if he wasn't as famous as he is... If he wasn't famous, is he wearing a dress? I think he is, yeah, absolutely. Don't know. But I think also as well by like fame and growth and meeting new people and being around different types of people and stardom probably change your perception of what you enjoy. It's true. You know? I don't have a problem with that. I don't think he was probably ever introduced to a dress in Yorkshire in a baker's. No, probably not. And I don't have a problem with that happening. You can change who you are, please. I, I, and there's no problem with doing it like a tad cynically. Mm. There's no problem. That's what famous people do. Yeah. I do wonder though. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. But yeah, I think iconic wise, yeah, for, for Harry and also Liam, you know, Liam Gallagher. That little coat you wore, eh? The symbol. Here's the thing. You're rocking one uh, painted nail today. I occasion- two. Uh, is it two? What you got? Oh, okay. I occasionally do it with my um, like my ring fingers. Mm. If my girlfriend's doing a bit of the old uh, finger paint, it's like, it's interesting. So it's so different. Why have you done it? Well, I actually done it because I, I it was fair. <laughs> bearing in mind, I, it was Harry Styles that I originally saw that I thought would look quite cool. Then I saw a guy on the train with it and I was like, he had like two fingers. I was like, I kind of like that. And then Hayley sort of was into it and then the other day she was doing it and I was like do you mind doing mine she was like yeah cool problem is you got the middle finger Makes yeah it hard I know to show people. you've got I the middle know. finger in front which is ba- which is the ultimate why do you do ring finger is there a reason for that I can't I don't, I don't know I think I saw someone on the internet and thought oh that's an interesting thing and he gave an interesting reason I think I it actually what it is. can mean something with certain fingers if people paint a certain finger in some worlds it can actually mean something a bit like the teardrop on your face but you know less different thing yeah uh, would you ever paint your fingernail mark Nah. What? 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 Because like, here's the deal, and um, we often talk about this on the show. Hmm. I I have cultivated my certain look. Connor has cultivated a certain look. As I say, mine at the moment is, you know, mounted warehouse. I will always, I will always say that about you. It might not be what, but you are absolutely, you always wear what you want to wear regardless. I respect that. Well, you're very kind, but yeah. you know, and I'm inspired by things online. People that follow, what, what's your like look? What image are you cultivating? Like, who, like, who is your style icon? I CEX. <laughs> Disney dad. Pretty much, yeah. Basically, my style is I look something and go, that's all right. Yeah. And then buy it. Put it You're wearing <laughs> thin stripes today, which, I is, am which is a bold stripes. choice for an obese man. Thank you very much. Do you know that Harry Harry Styles paints one nail black because it's again it's a sign against domestic violence. Is it really? There you go. There we go. Unwittingly, Connor, you are. You are it's st- just absolutely. It's just too much, mate. You are standing. You can't directly have a go at the guy about his his stripe depth due <laughs> to being obese. You you. I think you shrug more of a belly than Mark. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, probably. Outrageous! It's just so. But quick. I got in there early, didn't I? Yeah, but it's so fast. Then you leave him muted. <laughs> Poor guys, there, like, f- sake. Un- unwittingly, you are sticking up for uh, your being against domestic violence. Absolutely, you didn't know. Yeah, we'll do yours later, Mark. Thanks. I love the t-shirt, Mark. I'm he's, simply joking. He's to be just lovers, Mark Stone. He's in such a good mood. <laughs> he knows I'm joking. It's a bold call. Mark, save save your esteem, please. Please give us your brilliant second fact. Look, I I don't know if there's any way you can top Wrigley's, but can you? 
give me the second one. My Let's leave. see. It's another image for you after the success of the coffee maker. We've got another image. So uh, if we can get the image up on the screen. Okay, Connor, explain this to me for those who are listening rather than watching this on TikTok. Okay, am I, I think I might be right in saying this. Was this the early Mickey Mouse? This is meant to be quite fearful. There was a really weird segment once of something that looked like this yeah, with it, a mouse that yeah. was actually quite scary. It, explain it though. Explain it. Don't, don't, don't try and define oh, so it's, it's, it. Oh, it's Mickey what, Mouse. What are you looking at? It's Mickey Mouse sitting in a bass drum by the looks of that. Um, and it says a Hugh Rudolph harmonising cartoon production. It looks like an early Mickey Mouse, maybe before Disney. Well, it says here 1803, you can see in the bottom right-hand corner. I thought that said 4803, but anyway. Yeah. It's actually uh, not 1803 when this was released. It actually says 4803, which is just a thing to do with the show. Right. But anyway, oh. uh, this is from an animated short called Merry Melodies. And let me introduce to you Foxy, not Mickey Mouse. This is Foxy. If we can then have the next image, you'll see them side by side. On the left is Foxy, who is basically Mickey Mouse with pointy ears and a bushy tail. That is the only difference. And a grammar kit up his nose. That is the very first character that Warner Brothers created. It was created by a guy called Rudy Ising, who just happened to have worked for Walt Disney in the 1920s. It's actually... Quite a disturbing version yeah, of they look Mickey, mean. isn't it? Like, so, am I right in what I was saying though earlier about the? Have you ever seen that? It's like a black and white, quite grey, um, like movement, if like an animated movement of something that looks like that Mickey Mouse right there, and it's really, really spaced out. It's really weird and trippy. It it, it, it might be Foxy. Was this black Fox- and white? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically this was in the 1930s that this happened. Um, they called this the leading Mickey Mouse imitator. Uh, Warner Bros. used it for three uh, series, or three animated shorts, sorry, of the Mer- Merry Melody series before they got so much backlash, they basically had to stop. Why, so did, they get, why did they get so much backlash? What, because it, look at it. It yeah. is just Mickey Mouse. And then this is Foxy's girlfriend, who is unnamed, oh. who is... A complete copy of so, so Mickey Mouse. Was already there. So this is the very first character that Warner Bros. created on their own, but they actually just took Disney right. and ripped it off. Right. I so, thought so Mickey for, wasn't yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, so Foxy is after Mickey. Foxy is after Mickey. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way around. No. Absolutely. Foxy is atrocious when it comes to the business model of whatever these people are thinking. Is it? I mean, look at it. You're not going to get sued. So the thing is, Foxy looks very mean. His ears are very pointed, a bit like devil horns. He lacks some of the... Uh, the, the rounded, wholesome appeal that both Mickey and Minnie have. Uh, Minnie's a bit of a sort in that picture, by the way. Yeah. I'd throw those shoes out. Too big. Yeah. She should be wearing multicoloured sandals. Absolutely. Let me tell you that. Um, what, uh, how did Disney respond? Do we know? Did they, did they just take and fail No, forever? there's nothing on record, but he did very quickly disappear. So I have a feeling right. that's probably something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say he kind of looks like, you know when you go to, uh, like... Fun fairs and bits yeah. and pieces, and they have those Disney characters that clearly they've gone. We'll make them different enough that we don't get sued. Uh, that's what I think Foxy looks like. He looks like someone's just gone. Let's do the cheap, slightly knockoff version of Mickey Mouse. Do you know what always Except gets? This wasn't a fun fair. This was Warner Brothers. Do you know what always gets me about something like this? Warner Brothers. When was this? 1930. 1930. Yeah. 1930. So they, are they, are they had they already seen quite a height of success. Warner Brothers, like, by this point? Uh, they hadn't created their own character. This was the very first character they'd created. So any other characters have been created outside of Warner and bought in. I mean, right. you could argue that so was this one. Yeah, so but officially, this was the very first character to originate at Warner. So the thing that gets me here is Warner Brothers, obviously, successful now. I mean, absolutely huge. 1930s, probably still pretty successful, popular like business, doing their thing. I don't understand at what point they feel that they would actually get away with that. 
There must have been an incentive. There must have been something, maybe a payoff from Disney. I don't know what it is, but there must have been a reason because that is so alike. They're, they're obviously waiting for a response. I'd love to know if Disney... I, I like- enjoy that with Minnie, with the Minnie rip-off, the girlfriend of Foxy, they haven't even bothered. Like they, She shoes still wears yellow shoes, which are too big for her, yeah. and a red skirt. It's like they haven't even bothered to go, at least with Foxy, they've gone put them in blue shorts rather than red ones. Even the hand. Like the hand's exactly the same. Do you know what's yeah. funny about it? It is wild how the tiniest difference to the Mickey and Minnie character can make it look terrifying. Like, pointy ears, put some teeth in there, and I'm absolutely terrified. That's the thing. It's like, it's, it's point, as Dan said earlier, it's the pointiness of the ears rather than the roundness of the ears that just make them look a little bit more creepy. Yeah. Crackheads. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, we're going to talk about Henry Ford. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Henry Ford demanded that all the parts that he would ask for were supplied and sent him in very specifically sized wooden boxes. Okay. Now, the reason for that was because those very specifically sized wooden boxes that were, had holes and handles placed in the art in the areas that he wanted them placed were because he would disassemble these with care, take the parts out, and then without using crowbars, those boxes were then used in the manufacturing of panels and floorboards for the Model T, which was an early car. So he would get all of the parts sent to him and then basically get the boxes to then use to make the car. Yeah. So he needed parts for his Model T. Yeah. So he ordered the parts. Yeah. They came in a box. Mm-hmm. He disassembled the box. And yeah, then but they came in a very specifically sized He box. asked for a specifically sized box with holes and handles placed in a certain area on the boxes of which the parts would come in so that he would disassemble that box, use the wood from that box. Yeah. To put on his Model T. So when I think the handles were placed in a certain place would be because he'd use the handles as doors or he'd use the handles as the boot or I don't know. So he would use the wooden boxes of which then parts would come in to then actually use to make his car. You feel like I could just ask them, can you also build these bits for me and just separate all in one box? But he wasn't making them himself, was he? He wasn't making every Model T himself. No, but Ford were. So he would be using the wooden boxes of which all of these parts would come yeah. from you know other manufacturers to then actually create the car of which he was selling, which was the Model T. And also, the wooden scraps that did remain when he used to get these parts were burned into charcoal and resold as Ford Charcoal, later becoming Kingsford Charcoal, a popular brand today. A force thought in in the idea of upcycling? Um, Mm, uh, Yeah, I mean, upcycling, also absolutely insanely clever to just turn around to this company that's sending you, I don't know, an exhaust or whatever, and being like, I want... In this box, this size. Yeah, I think it's a fact that you need to think about, that you need to sit on. Like, when you first hear it, it's like, okay, fine. But then when you when you sit there, when you do mull it over, it's a bit more exciting. Yeah, no, I mean, have you seen the Model T? Do a swift Google right now of the Model T. Model T looks like. Yeah. Every colour, as long as it's black. Yeah, and it's yeah. so, so, so cool. And he was using the parts from the um, the wooden, which, the, yeah, I think that's great. Why couldn't he just get the parts, mm. you know, like he, he wanted the parts to be shipped over. Why didn't he just get the other parts shipped over? What do you mean? Well, if he wants a door, why not get them to make the door? Because it's of- free, isn't it? Yeah. The packaging of which the part is coming in, I'm not going to charge you for packaging. I don't know. I, I, f- I feel yeah. like if you're very specifically asking for that, I feel like they are going to charge you. Like, well, oh, I could do it in this box I already have, or I have to make this really specific yeah. box for you. You're going to get charged. Well, I think all he's asking for is handles and holes to be in a certain place. I assume most packaging back then was wood. I can't imagine that most of it was like mm. plastic and... You know, I, I feel like this is more hassle than it's worth. I think it's bloody clever. 
I think it's quite clever. I think it's damn right clever. It's actually create a model of car as well off the back of it. I think that's great. I think that's so good. That's such good. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think it's clever, but I also First think it's... of recycling, I guess. Yeah. I also think it's more hassle than it's worth. Yeah, but then, then he did make charcoal. Well, yeah, other than that, you know, I'm not saying good for climate change. I'm just saying recycling. Yeah. Okay. I thought you'd like that more than you did. It was just, it was just a, a, lot, a lot to do, you know? I had to be talked spoke talked through the specifics of the things and then he did it for this reason and this and then I had to sit there and think about it. Yeah, but that's the idea of facts, right? You gotta sit there and think about it. <laughs> when you actually deep it a little bit, the fact that this guy was ordering parts for his bloody car and the thing that the parts were coming in were creating the model of the car is absolutely fing insane. When you say it like that, yeah. That's exactly but, what he was doing. Yeah, but when you said it, we had a yeah, bit I'll, it was a bit more to it. Yeah, because I'll get told that I don't give you enough. Yeah, we we yet to figure out that skill. Right, there we go. Anyway, from some of your people pa- are going to love that. So everyone listening, you're more than welcome because that is a cracking fact. Just, For- just press the skip back button and listen to it a few times. Get it in your head first. From something you're passionate about, something I was very passionate about. Post boxes. In the um, when I was growing up, I spent a lot of time playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. Great, great uh, game. Great game. Uh, one of the funny things about Roller Coaster Tycoon, y- you'd have your guests, and as the hand of God, you could just pick them up and chuck them in the river or something, and they would drown. Now, when Roller Coaster Tycoon was being made, it required huge energy and huge performance on your computer, which was quite expensive to do. So the reason that you would let guests, it was designed into the game, it was cheaper for the game designers, for the guests to drown, for them to build the idea of swimming into the characters. I like that. So you'd have these little mods, these little characters, which you could chuck in and make them drown. It was cheaper for the programmers to just make them drown rather than... To program them to swim. There you go. Because then you have to create a whole new world. Yeah, or you have to give them a lot more skills, don't you? It's just a lot more coding. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just cheaper for them to do that. And it's become a bit of a cult thing. Uh, Like locking the butler in the freezer in Tomb Raider is also... Chucking your guests into the ocean if you're making a theme park in Roller Coaster Tycoon. Removing the stairs on a swimming pool in Sims. Yeah, there you go. I never played Sims. Did you not? No, I feel I like... I thought that would be right up your nah. street, controlling people what they do yeah. every minute of every day. I feel like I could have... None of them would have worn stripes. I feel like I could have... <laughs> um, like, whiled away quite a, like a significant amount of time. If I discovered... Sims, I would have destroyed a lot of my childhood, I think. Which I think if pop- you discovered Sims, you would be making videos about it now on YouTube to seven people. You've probably answered here as well why Grand Theft Auto is the best game ever. Because they didn't stop anything. They went for it all hell for leather. You get in the sea, you're going to be in the sea. Yeah. Don't get in talk- the sky, fly a plane. Don't Love talk it. to me about Grand Theft Auto. We can't bother to get into it now, but they've let me down recently. Right, no, we're stopping that now. They've let me down. They're not putting any more attention into new games because they know online's how they make their money. I don't want to play online. Okay. I want another story. So you think. Uh, That is what's happening. Just you wait. That is what's happening. Just you wait. Then it'll be 10 years since the last one. Fair enough. 10 years? It's a bloody big game. 10 years. That's it, because they've bothered programming everything, unlike Rollercoaster Tycoon. They can smash one out every year because they don't bother making their people able to swim. Who's got that much time? If I had discovered The Sims, yeah, I'd I'd have had even fewer girlfriends than I did. Yeah. Two. I'd have had less than two. Yeah, you'd have had can, one. Can you believe it? Or none. Less than. But you'd have been Mickey able to control Tash. one. So. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It was cheaper for programmers to let guests die in Roller Coaster Tycoon than actually program them to swim. It's interesting, isn't it? Much like we just discovered with yours. When you've actually discussed the fact, you come up with a much better way of saying it, which you should have said first off. Yeah, no, I like it, though. Good facts overall. 
sorry to interrupt you, podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word. Chris submits a word and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for the A to Z of men. Scorching weather. I don't know if this is when you are listening to it. Maybe it's freezing or whatever. A really good thing that you can do when it's hot, a way to hydrate yourself is... To buy a baffled water bottle. <laughs> from baffledpod.com and take it with you. How, how so you are, can always stay hydrated. There you go. How are the t-shirts? I haven't got one. <laughs> how are the t-shirts in the heat, do you reckon? Cooling. Oh, they are. They are <laughs> shit. And I'll tell you why, because they are prime sweat patch t-shirts. We're trying to sell these. We're trying, yeah, come on. We're trying to sell these. Oh, okay. Imagine if it was like a comp read on Fun Kids, you know, you have to sell it. You have to, you know, yeah. if you're selling the new Dua Lipa song on Radio Essex, you don't love it. You yeah, if, you do. if you want a t-shirt for the weather that is happening right now, you want to get yourself to baffled.com. Yeah, and, w- and when it's a bit cooler, mm. you can stick some socks on. Yeah, or a yep. jumper. There you go. Use the socks. Get yourself a jumper supporting IBS. You I can use have the two sock. good things at once. Got a whole first time. <laughs> Why are you so down on this fantastic merch? <laughs> you buy all your stuff in the charity shop, as we discovered the other day. In Connor's opinion, the best piece of merch you can purchase is the baffled mug. Yeah, I think it's it is, pretty, it, it I think it's pretty solid. Mug. I think pretty solid all round. It's a good size mug. Good for tea. Good for coffee. Good for hot chocolate. And it's colourful, so you always see it. It's great. Dishwasher safe. Dishwasher safe. Yeah. Mm. The ones here have gone through the dishwasher a lot. Yeah. Still looking. That's very, great. Baffled. Very nice. Baffledpod.com. While you're there, you can also get in touch. You can say hello if you want to give us a fact. You can do that, and we'll pass it off as our own. Baffledpod.com. Last round of facts. Let's head to Mark. The phrase bury the hatchet comes from Native Americans when two tribes buried a hatchet to say we have settled our argument. Yeah, love it. My favourite facts are etymological. Yeah. Love it. Love it. What's a hatchet? Gun, isn't it? Is it? Uh, A hatchet is a gun, yeah. Buried a war hatchet. I guess, you know, really good facts because I never knew that, but also now knowing that probably quite self-explanatory and the term just wouldn't have known where it would have come from, but makes sense. Yeah, let's bury the hatchet. So they would say, uh, "Sorry, a hatchet is an axe." I apologize. An axe. They would. They would say, "That's a nine, isn't it?" That's, yeah, I've made myself look a dickhead. Yeah. I agreed with you, so I made myself equally look like yeah, a dickhead. And here I was over here thinking a hatchet was the thing that you lift up to get down to go underneath to your under the underground garage. That's just a hatch. Yeah. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, but I didn't thought, well, how do you bury that? Cause it's in the ground anyway. So instead of swinging the axe at each other, they would say, "You know what? Let's bury it." What are we going to do? Go for no a tea. No one's going to win. Let's go for a nice cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. So two tribes would settle their differences. Uh, the chief of each tribe would take the war hatchet, an axe, uh, and then they would bury it in their ground to signify that agreement that they would go on and live in harmony, reckon, thus physically burying the hatchet. How do you reckon the uh, sort of logo that's on the side of our baffled mug would have got on in World War One? I? I reckon that would have worn down over time, you know, washing it with your little 
What? What? You know, where, where is any of this coming from? Well, I was thinking about the mugs, weren't we? We were talking about the mugs, now they dishwasher. And now you're talking about well, well, having what? tea in World Wars or whatever. I've, I've, nothing like, about World Wars. Washes just, off the side in the war. Just Native American When tribes. you're clearing it with your... What, what are they cleaning up their cups with in the war? Just come to my mind. This was way before World War One. When was this? Hundreds of years before. Yeah, I'm talking about Native American tribes here. I reckon it would have gone in Native American tribes. <laughs> if they had a baffled mug. Do you reckon that side would have worn off in the way they clean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what we're doing. Is, is, is he Just okay? lead, you know, we're, we're doing it in Connor's way. We're leading him over to the merch. <laughs> yeah, okay. If you made sense of that, please, <sighs> baffledpod.com. I tell you what, I'd make a great old tribe leader. Oh, here we go. He'd be oh, top of the go. rank, wouldn't he? I'd, I'd make it. I'd be. I'd be. I would you shoot, would be I constantly would... burying hatches. Do you know what? You would start all the arguments no. and realise you I'd have be no very backup di- and no, have I'd to be very concede very quickly. I would shoot him so wouldn't you? You wouldn't have a gun. If I was against him, I'd axe you in the head more than once. I'd axe nah. you, you'd fall to the floor, you know I'd just continue do. axing. We'd bury the hatchet. You and I would. Grab our, Next. Grab our baffled mugs. <laughs> still, I still can't. You know what? They're selling the merch and then there's this. Like, you know how Mark... I'm trying like, to get my head around your Model T fact still. Yeah. And you've just thrown like another thing for my brain to be fried by. We know when Mark like, you know, goes back to a previous bit of the pod. Yeah, but I, I do, do that because I'm funny. I so attempted I know that there. to do it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. Did you just say I know when I, I'm because I'm funny? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I don't. Yeah, I'm struggling, mate. I think it was the inclusion of the world wars, which we weren't even talking about. I, I no. What you should what, what we were doing? We were talking about the the uh, tribesmen having tea, didn't we? Maybe it should have been something like oh, and they could have had tea with their freshly cleaned uh, baffled mug that would have been fine in the dishwasher. Yeah, but I just spun that on how do you reckon it cleans up because we spoke about a dishwasher. Yeah. So we went down two avenues there. Both led to the same bit. Struggling, I'll be honest. What's your, what's your last fact, Connor? If you look up at a bright blue sky, you'll start to notice tiny bright dots swimming around. Sure. Do you know what they are and why? Are they, is it just dust? No, it's not dust, actually. If you focus properly, you can tell that there's non-random paths of these dots. They don't follow a specific dot. Very random, very sporadic. They're white blood cells. In your eye. In your eye. And you can see them when you look at the blue sky because they are usually invisible. But since you get used to the shadows, these break and become more visible. It's called the blue field entopic effect. Now, this is happening because white blood cells as well do not absorb blue light very well. So therefore, when you're looking at blue, blue sky, you see them. Oh. Oh, that's quite interesting. I always thought it was something to do like being dehydrated or lightheaded or something. But, and that's yeah, why you, you can, see can't you? That, look, that is more of a thing. Yeah, I've done a bit of research on this. Huh? Mm-hmm. Check me out. Mm-hmm. They're two different things. So you can still get hydrated spots and stuff. You get yeah. that. This is a different type of thing. I actually try to find online what they look like. I don't think I've ever seen them before, but I don't think I've ever looked at a blue sky for long enough. I live in the UK, but... It's like, go outside now, mate. It's go outside now. But it's slightly different, kind of like a shadowed, and they move really sort of sporadically around your eye. I don't think I've ever experienced that, though, have you? I don't think Yeah, I've... I have. I think uh, it, it's all a con. It's a lie. I think it's like, you know, creatures that move so fast we can't properly see them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I like it. Yeah. Fairies, maybe. Yeah, but it's called the Bluefield Entopic Effect. There we go. There we go. Bright Why, why don't you just, like, stare at the blue bit behind you for a bit and see if you can, if that works the same. Nah, you got you got to turn nah, around and do it like really close, mate. Yeah, so it's you do that, and Dan give us your fun fact. Yeah. Last fact of the show: Microsoft had a funeral for the iPhone. 
I mean, I, I know that was preemptive. I know that we always say we should act as if we don't know if we do know. Hey, I know. I've heard about this. Tell me yeah. more. That well, I, I might know about know. the hatchet one, but we, we pressed on. Yeah, but this is great. I don't believe that I knew about that. A lot of people he, he know about this. He just wants to show off that he knows something. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying this is a bad way. A lot of people know about this, but I'm interested to know more. Well, I don't know about it, so tell me more. In 2010, the window, Microsoft had a party for their new phone, the Windows 7 phone. And in doing that, they held a mock funeral for the iPhone and the BlackBerry because their phone were going to crush the competition. Let me do that again. Crush the competition. Better the second time. And look what happened. Nothing. What's the Windows Phone 7? Well, yeah, it's not it's non-existent. How much do you reckon an original, and when I say original, I mean the, the iPhone 3G, which was the first one, wasn't it? No. Yeah. No, it was just the iPhone. Or was it called the iPhone 3G, the first one? Or was it iPhone? It was okay, iPhone 3G. It was 3G. called iPhone, yeah. yeah it was but it had 3G. But it was yeah. like the grey, wasn't it, with the black? Right? Do you remember? It had the round. No, it was like a black rounded back because you could buy the iPod Touch at the time. But it had it had black at the bottom though. Do you remember? Yeah, had like a great. Yeah. Anyway, um, fully sealed. How much reckon they're worth? Who's who's done that? People have bought them and not opened them. Idiots. Fifteen grand, twenty grand. But but why why are people paying for this? The thing though, this is why I I have things that I've now bought that I leave sealed. Yeah, I just think who's gonna who's doing that? I've got Nintendo Switch, the first ever Nintendo Switch that they released fully sealed. I'm hoping that one day it'll be worth a lot. Who's buy? Who's paying with that? Nerds, people that are are into it. Seriously, they're worth fortunes. Like IKEA, IKEA's going through it right now. There's certain chairs if you've still got them flat packed and unopened, they're like fifty grand. They uh, Microsoft. Had Seriously? a hearse. Microsoft had a hearse in the back of the hearse. They put a big uh, cardboard motif of both the iPhone, then a separate hearse for the BlackBerry, and they took it off for the mock funeral. That was bad, wasn't it? That was pressing. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely bad. one of those mistakes you look back on. You go, oh, we should not have done that. Here we go. Apple iPhone, eBay.co.uk, 16 gigabyte, the one that died, yeah? 17,995 squids. Any bids? Two. That's from himself. He's driving up the price of hey. it. Well, there should you have, go. Should have thrown him in the funeral away. Well, there's a bit of tip. There's some advice for you. If you get a baffled mug or if you find one that was washed back in the 1500s by Native American tribes, who knows? Maybe that's worth a lot of money. I reckon the Apple iPhone first generation would have got on back then. I don't know. Yeah. Four drachma. Pardon? Four drachma. I don't know. Significant cash. Okay couple of hatchets well listen thank you very much mark's on his whatsapp so it's time for us to move uh thank you very much for listening we will see you soon what have we learned this week well connor finally accepts that science could be real if it's something to do with staring at a blue sky for a long time also gum was made as a free giveaway who knew and henry ford wasted a supreme amount of time building his car a supreme amount of time we are back friday with a brand new connor explains connor taking a big topic and you know, whittling it down, making it digestible, like a nice tiny bit of Wrigley's gum for you. And until then, baffledpod.com, if you would like a lovely T-shirt that does not give you pit stains. What? Holes, socks that, I don't know, probably don't give you holes. I'd probably go for sure invisible clean roll-on before the baffle tea. Big time. So one of those on the order Baffledpod.com is where you need to go say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye! Say goodbye, Connor. Thanks for being there. I am off to go and drown some guests in Roller Coaster Tycoon because I'm a cool teenage nerd. Until then, bye. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.